0: Welcome to Spread and Bread, brought to you by The Unintentional. This is week 10, and I'm flying solo. John is not here. I'm recording on a Thursday evening. John, I won't get into specifics, but John is dealing with some family health issues. Uh, John Roxy Girls, my thoughts are with you guys. I love you guys. Let's hope uh, everything gets taken care of and everything's great. I know it will be. We'll get back back after it as soon as possible. So, John Roxy Girls, I love you. Thinking of you, thoughts are with you. So as I said, I'm flying solo here. Uh, normally we'd recap the, uh, the game. Well, first we'd, we'd get a bottle of wine, but that's a John and Sam thing, so I'm not going to do a bottle of wine. I'm going to just uh, quickly go, for, go, go through the Packers and Patriots game, some quick hits on Week 10. It's just not going to feel the same going through all these Week 10 games by myself. And then I'll get into some, um, some stuff that I like to talk about. College basketball tipped off this week. And we got a really big Bucks warriors game tonight. So anyway, Packers-Patriots. Uh, basically went, I think, how most of us thought, right? Packers didn't look great. Patriots came out, finished them off, and there you have it. I jot some notes down during the games, uh, just some takeaways, things like that. I just feel like no one's ever open for the Packers. Devonta Adams puts up numbers. When well, they get in the red zone, no one's open. I- it it is, it's mind boggling sometimes how no one can create space to get open. Frustrating. Uh, ironically, we had a wide receiver on the Patriots turned into a running back and destroyed us. So that was a little bit of karma, if you ask me, from McCarthy. Uh, speaking of, I think it's time for him to go. He has no clue how to defend trick plays. I don't understand it. He's like shocked that trick plays happen. Like he's so bland. The offense is so bland. There's no creativity defensively no one ever seems ready for anything that's out of the ordinary we get burned by everything so those are just some of the things i wrote down we got miami coming to town this week 330 game they're favored by nine and a half or ten let's see i got 10 i don't know if they'll cover but they better win that's for sure this season's looking uh, more dire as as each week passes so week 10 games ah, let me let me backtrack actually to week nine gambling uh, I don't think it was a great game or a great game, a great week for any of us. John was five and eight. I was seven and six. Coin was seven and six. Tanya nine and four. So, let's move on. Great game tonight, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favored by three and a half. Uh, you guys will be listening to this tomorrow morning, so this game will be done and over with. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Like I said, I'm just going to go qu- some quick hitters here. Games that I that I kind of have a feel for that I kind of like. I like Tennessee, plus seven at home against New England. I like Cincinnati, plus six at home against New Orleans. New Orleans is a different team on the road, if you ask me. I love Atlanta, minus five on the road against Cleveland. I like Tampa Bay, minus three at home against Washington. Jay Powell's uh, his first pick of the week is going to be the Chargers on the road against Oakland, Chargers favored by ten and a half. As always, I'm going to take the points against Green Bay, so give me Miami plus ten on the road. Uh, I'm not touching that Rams-Seattle game. Rams are favored by 10 at home, but Seattle seems to play them tough uh, a lot. So those are my quick hits um, for the week as far as gambling bets go. Survivor pick. I'm still alive in the survivor pick I took. Um, who did I take last week? I don't even remember who the hell I had. Did I have Kansas City? I think I had Kansas City. Um, this week, I'm leaning Philly. These are my picks. My options are the Jets minus seven at home against Buffalo, Atlanta minus 5 at Cleveland, Rams minus 10 at home against Seattle, or Philly at home against Dallas. I'm leaning Philly just the way the weeks lay out. There are 8,300 people left in this pool, in the survivor pool. My thought is to take Atlanta against Dallas next week. It gives me Baltimore against Oakland the following week. Then I can take the Rams at Detroit in week 13. And then week 14, it gives me Pittsburgh at Oakland. That's just kind of how I can lay things out. So if anyone has any thoughts, Survivor, tweet tweet at me, at Spread and Bread. That's I Survivor stuff. As I said, what I wanted to talk about, uh, one of my passions, my favorite sport is college basketball. And we had a great college basketball night, Tuesday night. We had Michigan State against Kansas tipping off first, and then if you don't know, most of you should know. I'm a big, big Duke fan. Duke, Kentucky. I hate Kentucky. Duke, Kentucky, uh, the late game. Uh, just to touch on the first game real quick, Kansas looks good. They're number one in the country for a reason. Uh, they had a, you know, led for the most of the game uh, double digits. Michigan State kind of clawed their way back, and Kansas kind of finished it out and won by five. So Kansas looks good, uh, like everyone expected. Uh, as a bookie in the middle is, is a beast. He's, he's going to be tough to handle all year. It's, it's just one of those things. That's why they're going to be towards the top. They're, they're going to be a team that most likely will be around when, when March comes, obviously I'm not, I'm not telling you anything earth shattering, but let's get to the Duke game. Even I was surprised at that. I went into that game. I, I told Evan, who's also a Duke fan. and I, I can't remember who else I told, but I said, I was just hoping that the three main freshmen were going to come out and, and just make a statement and just be like, you know what? We get it. We're young, but we are here to win and we are here to be competitive. And we're not, dicking around and we're going to put the hammer down and, and we're going to play hard and we're going to win. And they absolutely destroyed Kentucky. It was uh, an amazing, amazing game to watch as a Duke fan. Obviously, if you hate Duke, you probably hated watching it. But that game was never in doubt. I mean, they jumped on Kentucky early and, and, uh, and never let up. The, things that, the thing that gets the most of this public about this Duke, this Duke team is, you know, the three freshmen, mainly the two freshmen, and actually mainly one in Zion. But you've got R.J. Barrett and you've got Cam Reddish. The forgotten freshman is going to be Trey Jones, right? I, I mean, he's the guy that's going to just kind of get left in the dust uh, as these three freshmen are talked about. As are they going to be the top three picks in the NBA draft next year? But Trey Jones is going to, is as a Duke fan, if you guys know him, and if you watch this game closely, he's the one that makes this. He's going to make this team go. He's going to make this team stay cohesive. Uh, keep those three guys in line. He's going to set the tone on defense, a lot like his brother Tyus did years ago when they won the championship. Trey's going to have that same kind of impact on the team. He's gonna. He's going to be focusing on keeping this team together as a team. Uh, we've seen Duke teams in the past that have a ton of talent, and they just they don't play defense, they don't gel on the court, and they're just they're not a good team. This team looks dominant, and they look dominant early. It would be one thing if they would have won, you know, won this game against a crap unranked team, but they beat the second-ranked team in the country. Yeah, Duke probably should have been ranked number one or two in the country. They're going to be now. But regardless, Kentucky's a top team, and, and, they, and they absolutely absolutely hammered him so it was good to see um i'm not going to get to the three freshmen yet because there's a couple of players i wanted to talk about first uh before that two besides trey jones jack white came out jack white played 30 minutes he played the third most minutes behind barrett and jones and I you know, had 10 points 11 rebounds uh didn't shoot the ball great from three but um had a lot of energy off the bench um so that was good to see he's going to be a guy that's going to get looks, and he's going to get a chance because of how much f- attention those freshmen are going to have on them. Um, O'Connell was another guy, came in, uh, only played 11 minutes, but he scored nine, nine points, just three for four from threes. He hit you know back-to-back threes. He's another guy that is going gonna, is gonna to come in there and is going to have open looks, and as long as he's knocking down shots, he's going to get minutes. I thought Bolden played well. Um, at times, it's some stupid fouls here and there, but uh, he played a bunch of minutes, had seven points, four rebounds. Delorier looked awful Following, I mean, he played 12 minutes and he had four fouls. He, he, was, he was, not, was not good. This is going to be a team that's going to have to play, you hope, eight, you know, they're going to go eight deep. Delorier and White and O'Connell are going to play. My guess is they're going to redshirt Joey Baker. So you're going to rely on, you know, you're going to rely on the four freshmen, which no one, you know, that's, that's obviously what everyone's going to do. So getting to the three, the three freshmen, Reddish seems to be all seems to be the one that's going to be left out in the cold, right? It's going to be Zion first because he's the flash, uh, he's the he's the energy. Everyone's enamored by him. Um, so he's going to be the one that everyone talks about first. You you heard? I'm, I'm listening to talk shows and stuff on on Wednesday, and it's mostly about Zion. You know, there's a lot about Barrett. Reddish is going to be all year going to get. He's going to be the one that gets kind of left in the dust. And not talked about as much. So my hope as a Duke fan is that that doesn't bother him. He just keeps doing his doing his thing and and hitting shots. Now he came out. I thought I'm looking at you know the box score and I, I, he didn't shoot as well as I thought. He was three for eight from three. He took 14 shots, six of 14, seven to seven free throws, which is great to see. He is going to get open looks. Barrett and Zion are going to take so much attention that Reddish is going to be able to just hit, is just going to have open shots and he's got to hit them. To me, he's kind of like a Clay Thompson in this team. People aren't paying attention to him. He's going to get open shots. He's got to knock him down. But Reddish, Reddish is, is one, of the best freshmen, uh, one of the best shooters as a freshman in the country. So he's going to have looks. He's just got to knock him down. Getting to the next two, you know, Zion and, and RJ Barrett. Zion, again, he's going to get most of the attention just because of the flash, because how athletic he is. He's so big. I mean, he's like 275 pounds. If you didn't hear this on other talk shows and stuff, if he was in the NBA right now, he would be the second heaviest dude, which is insane to think about. And a lot of people talk about LeBron. He's kind of like LeBron. He's he's not as good as LeBron. Let's 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 be honest. But it's a decent comparison for how athletic he is. His weakness is going to be what you know they're going to say is he can't shoot. So I don't think it's going to matter first off because he can get to the rack pretty easily. Uh, he did shoot one three first shot of the game, and he his first shot of the game, and he and he drained it. Um, he did have another step back, a uh, little jab jumper that he hit from probably about you know seventeen feet. I think that's there. You're going to see him struggle this year. You're going to see him miss, miss threes. He's going to take four or five in a game and probably miss them all because they're going to dare him to shoot it. But he's so quick. You watched, there were some jab steps and some crosses that he had. And I'm like, there's this guy's almost impossible to guard. So he's going to be so fun to watch as this year goes. I mean, you look at what they did again to Kentucky. What are they going to do to some of these other teams that are just not any good? I mean, Kentucky should have the the personnel to guard zion decently these other teams aren't going to ha- you know aren't going to so he finished with 28 points uh 11 to 13 shooting five of seven from free throws he had seven boards two assists so he looked good i mean they all look good let's be honest but rj barrett is to me and, and i've said this you know as a duke fan watching you know knowing who these guys are and, and i'm not the only one because he's ranked number one in the country but rj barrett's the best player in the country he's better than zion he is he's gonna be the number one pick in the draft he better be i, I don't know why he wouldn't be He's not overly athletic. I said this during the game, and it's funny. I watched it with my boys. He had this play. It wasn't like a hesitation cross or anything like that, but he got to the rack, and he's not overly, overly athletic, and he's not overly quick. He's really crafty. And I'm like, God, he's a lot like James Harden. I said it to Jameson. And I'm not kidding you. Within a second that the word Harden came out of my mouth, Jay Billis on the telecast, if you, if you listen to him, if you watch the game and listen, said... Wow, that was Harden-esque. And it was just one of those coincidences, but he's a lot like James Harden. Um, backtrack real quick, because I, I did talk to someone that didn't watch the game. They saw the highlights. If you can watch this game, it'd be worth watching. I'd love to watch it back. But get in front of a TV and watch Duke because uh, they're incredible. But anyways, R.J. Barrett is just, he's like the James Harden of this team. And I, I am not a James Harden fan. He doesn't, he doesn't run India like Harden does but and fling his arms up and everything. But R.J. Barrett goes at you. And he's not, again, he's not overly athletic or overly quick. He just, he can get to spots when he wants, however he wants. And he can hang and he can finish at the rim. Uh, he played 32 minutes. He had 33 points, four rebounds, six assists. He's going to be like this all year. We have a college fantasy draft on Saturday. And Mike was texting me and he said, who's, you know, who's going to be the top picks? Whatever. I said, here's your three top picks. He's like, seriously? I go, yeah, I'd take these three. These three Duke players, I would take one, two, three. I don't know if we will. I know we got a couple other Duke fans in the in the league, so they probably Barrett better go number one and Zion better go number two, and at number three. I got to do some more research on the freshmen. Uh, you know, even someone like Luke May could do it. But these three guys are gonna. This is how this year's gonna go. It's gonna be they're gonna be averaging in the twenties. These guys, Duke's gonna be scoring in the eighties, and after that they're not gonna score a ton. There's not Trey Jones is more of a defender type guy, point card running the show. He's not gonna score a bunch. These guys are gonna have games like this frequently. I know people don't like Duke, but uh, it's amazing basketball to watch. Even Dick Grawl, when I talked to him today, he's like, "Wow, Duke looks good. They look really good." If you know Dick Grawl, he usually nitpicks everything. He doesn't like the NBA, but he is not a he. He will poke things apart, uh, pick things apart. Sorry, and poke holes in it. He was like, "Duke look good, man. They are not going to get beat if they play like that." And he's right. They're not. If they play like this, they will go undefeated and they will win the national championship. I expect some bumps in the road on the way. That's just the reality of the sport uh, Virginia is going to slow it down against them. The teams are going to try to slow it down. Teams are like going to try to make Zion shoot, but the way they played um, they're going to be tough to beat. It's, it's just, it's just the way it is. They're, they're an amazing, amazing team. Even I, who, who for the most part is very positive about Duke. I didn't expect this. I thought they'd win. Cause I do think they're better than Kentucky. I was shocked that Kentucky was ranked ahead of them. Um, but they're, it's going to be a fun year. To, it's going to be a fun year to be a Duke fan. I hope I, I think I'm, now, I've set my expectations up, so if March doesn't go well, it's, it's going to be a rough March, I suppose. Um, on the other side of the ball, I think there's one person to talk about just because where we located, right? I was uh, a little surprised that Tyler Hero started, and I don't think he should. Uh, and I'm not trying to blast a guy whatever, but he did not play well. And for anyone who wants to tell me, what are you talking about? He had 14 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. That stat line, if you watch the game, did not. That doesn't mean a lot. All right, it's not like he was running the point, throwing no look passes. You know, he he had a he had a couple nice passes. I will say that, but um, that stat line does not say what Tyler Hero did. He looked. I when I first when we were watching it, the first thing I said, to Jamison was, "Wow, he looks small." You know, I think he's listed at six five. Let me check here. Uh, six five, one ninety five. I he did not look six five to me. He looked small. I thought he looked overwhelm- or overwhelmed at points, which he should. I mean, I understand he's a top twenty five freshman in the country. These these three Duke guys are legit pros now. They could play in the NBA right now. Tyler Hero's not there. You know, again, we're talking about Hero because he's a Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin kid, and people, you know, people know him. People have watched him. It's tough. It's tough to go from a Division II school like Whitnall to Kentucky. That's just, that's reality. I'm not telling you anything anything different, but I thought he looked overwhelmed. He's going to have games this year where he's going to hit six of eight threes. He's going to drop 25, 30 points. Maybe you'll tweet at me finally. People can tweet at me and go, who do you think about Tyler Hero now? I'm going to tell you the same thing. He's going to get better, obviously. He's not going to get, he can't get worse, but I just thought he looked overwhelmed. He should not be starting. Um, unless you're going to play him like, like you could play almost like a reddish. If you could take Tyler Hero and make him spot up, a spot-up three-point shooter, then that's fine. He's, he's trying to take, what I saw was he was, he was a, someone trying to take what he did at a Division two school in Whitnall and try to apply it to a Division one school at like Kentucky, and it didn't work. He forced a bunch of shots. He, he forced a bunch. He was 4 of 11 overall, 1 of 6 from 3. He forced a bunch of shots and didn't look good doing it. And maybe Cal Perry said, hey, you know, go out there, play your game and, and, and whatever. That's fine. Build your confidence in, 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 in the freshman. He took the second most shots in the team and that should not happen. If I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm thrilled that we got a shooter, but I want him to shoot more. I want him to shoot off a pass. I don't want him to shoot off the dribble. Uh, this level of athleticism and competition is way higher than he ever saw at Whitnall, obviously. And I get it. He played in a, for the USA team and he's played AAU the last how many years of his life? It's different. And and I hope everyone understands that. He will like I said, he's gonna have great games this year. I just thought he looked overwhelmed. And I hope he just molds into more of a a shooter to start. And then those pieces of the game will come. Uh as he gets, you know, into his sophomore and junior year. He's gonna have guys up on him, then he can take it off the dribble and attack more and start shooting some floaters and some pull up J's and things like that. But I think he's just gotta get his confidence going and he's just gotta Kentucky's got enough athletes to attack and get him open shots. He's got to be a jump shooter, in my opinion, to start. That's just that's how I see it. Um, the next spot I want to go, I just kind of wrote a little board here, as we talk about Tyler Hero. The other freshman coming out of Wisconsin that we haven't seen yet play, and most of you listening who know me know how I feel about this individual, right? And I've changed my tune lately after watching him. Um, Jordan McCabe starts... Uh, I've heard he's going to start for, for West Virginia tomorrow night, um, at six o'clock they are on ESPNU, I believe. Let me, uh, let me just grab the scoreboard out here real quick. So West Virginia is ranked 13th in the country. Uh, my bad, eight o'clock. They play tomorrow night, eight o'clock against Buffalo. I don't have a line on the game. I've been told that Jordan McCabe is going to start, which yeah, I, I mean, he should, you know, uh, but I'm excited to watch this game. Um I watched him at you know I watched him when he was at UConn the last couple of years. I've uh, I watched him at Holy Cross and I was impressed. He's got a high 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 level top 5% handle in Division 1 college basketball right now. His his dribbling skill set is is probably top 5 player in the country. That's I'm not going to take that away. I think he's small and I think that what you're going to see is you'll longer guys will be guarding him, And it's how he's going to adjust to that is, is what I'm looking to see. I'm, I'm excited to watch the game tomorrow night. I know I've got some Kakana friends um, that obviously are, you know, they've, they've known him for, for five to 10 years. Uh, and, and finally we have to watch him against a high level competition, maybe not against Buffalo, but he's, you know, he's playing in the big 12. He's going to have, he's going to be playing Kansas. He's going to, he's going to have a tough, um, He's going to have a tough schedule. He's going to have tough games this year. Just looking at some games here coming up. His first test will probably be Florida, December fourth. He's got Pitt. You got Texas, uh, TCU in January. Uh, Kansas is going to be January nineteenth. So, but I'm anxious to watch him play. Um, I will hold my comments for next week. Any more additional comments? Uh, for him, just because I want to see how how uh, this game is going to go, but I'm excited to watch him. Uh, how he's going to do handling the ball with athletic guys guarding him because he didn't see that in the FEA. Obviously, he didn't see that like athleticism like that in the FEA. And uh, I want to see how he does defensively. I think that's an area of concern for a bunch of people. How is is can he handle defense uh, at this level? And and we're uh, we're going to find out. One other Wisconsin product, I guess we should talk about real quick. Um, I know they played the other night. Is uh Tyrese Halliburton? So Tyrese Halliburton had. Now let's be fair. They played Alabama State. They won by twenty six. Iowa State was favored by twenty seven and a half. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but he had. I'm just where's the box score here? He had four assists. I saw. Um, he didn't start. He was the first one off the bench. He played twenty nine minutes, which is. A lot. 12 points, three rebounds, four assists, four steals. So obviously he played well. I was actually thinking to myself they were going to fresh, you know, freshman, they were going to redshirt him just because he's so skinny. Uh, Maybe they won't. Maybe, you know, they've got time. Obviously you don't have to decide yet, but maybe they won't. So I'm somewhat anxious to watch Tyrese Halliburton. Again, if, uh, if you know me, you know my thoughts on Halliburton, not just him. But a certain referee as well. Anyway, uh, that's my college basketball talk. Uh, we're in full swing. I'm excited for it. I, this is my favorite time of year. I'm glad that we get some big games right off the bat to uh, wet the palate, and uh, we're getting back into it right away. You know, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. You know, Kentucky plays again tomorrow night. North Carolina's at it tomorrow night. Duke plays Sunday again. You've got uh, you know the the conference um, rivalries or games coming up, um, challenges, Big Ten, ACC challenge, all that stuff. So that's going to be coming as well. Tonight. You've got Bucks Warriors at nine thirty. Uh that should be a game that everyone is looking forward to. Uh you got Greek Freak against Durant and Curry and, and Thompson. Um, let me check the line on that game. Golden State's favored by six and a half. Over under over under is two forty one. That is ridiculous. It was two forty this morning. I would take Golden State. I think Golden State's actually probably going to beat him by about fifteen to twenty. I, I think the Bucks have been playing great all year, but I just think going in here this is there's been a lot of hype with them, uh, and I don't think Golden State's going to mess around. And with such a high over-under, I mean, oof, is, this, is it really going to be like a 125 to 115 game? Maybe. I mean, I guess. Uh, but I look for uh, Golden State to um, to finish out. So I realized, backtracking, we didn't give any where's the bread picks, did we? I'll tweet it out. j Powell's pick's going to be LA Chargers uh i haven't decided on mine yet we'll see if i can get a pick from john again john's not here dealing with some uh family stuff john we love you uh but i will tweet out uh some some picks on sunday some uh some parlays survivor pick if anyone's got any input on my survivor pick please tweet at spread and bread i'm leaning philly minus seven versus dallas we will be uh back at it next week solo or you know hopefully john will be joining me but i will uh if, I, if uh, John's not available, I will be doing it by myself uh, as well. We'll talk some more college basketball, talk some NBA. Uh, we'll recap the NFL week as well. As always, good luck yeah. and good night. Good yeah. night. I must. around us.